to the Ontario Outdoor Pursuit Podcast. We deliver a hunting podcast from Ontario, Canada. We're going to give you season updates, harvest reports, and how we go from field to plate. We're going to even talk about our equipment setups and all the cool hunting stories we've experienced over the years. We're just a couple of guys who understand we don't know everything, but boy, can we put meat on the table every year. This episode is brought to you in part by our friends at Desjardins Insurance. Whether you're sitting at home, on your ATV, or in the woods, Desjardins has you covered with home, auto, and life insurance. They can even insure your trophy mounts. Contact Cody Sullivan today at 519-601-5775 or cody.sullivan, that's S-U-L-L-I-V-A-N, at Desjardins.com. What's going on, beautiful people? How are y'all doing? Oh, that's not bad. You don't like that? No, it's just, you stuttered it. The, the beautiful people was good. You threw me off guard because the beautiful people was awesome. Oh, I... <laughs> it makes me think of that song, the beautiful people. The Marilyn beautiful Manson. People. That's it. I was trying to think of who that was. Back in the good old days. So I hope everyone's doing wonderful. It's been a while. It's been, it's been a while uh, since me and you got together. Yeah, I this haven't seen you in like two weeks, man. Yeah. So uh, we started off the night with some uh, some cat ladies. Yeah, so if you know who Joe Rogan is or John Dudley, when they went to Lanai, uh, they did a podcast called Podcast in Paradise, and they made the cat lady drink, Yeah, which is three parts red wine, one and a half parts Red Bull, and one part tequila. And we made those tonight. Yeah. We, we've never had them. It's like we weren't just jumping on no bandwagon or nothing. We were just like, you know what? Let's try these things. We got the concoction at home. Let's <laughs> just try it. So we tried it. And Would you have it again? Um, would, wait, wait, wait. Is that my starting drink when I'm sober or is that like 10 drinks deep? Well, no, definitely not 10 drinks because I know your answer to that. I was going to say, if it's 10 drinks deep, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, it's not a starting it's beverage. It's not a starting drink, man. <laughs> well, that was good. We had uh, tacos tonight. Pretty yeah. simple night. We were out, uh, started the night off at Antler River, yep. checking out my bow, trying to do some proper paper tuning, some bear shaft tuning, and getting things back up to par. I just got a new set of strings on there. Yeah. So well, with uh, the flow red. I did go flow red, yeah. I went with, um, so as my cables, I have a BCYX, and, which is BCY's newest um, like strand. So And that's a 24 strand as well as their uh, original BCY. I think it's the 1891 um, model, and that's also a 24 strand. So yeah. And that's my string. It looks cool, man. Yeah. I like that. Solid looks good. red with it's getting uh, there. black serving on it. It looks cool. Yep. I like it so. Bo is pimped out. Arrows yeah. are set. I'm I'm getting excited. I got to play around with the recurve today there a little bit. Yes. It was fun. What a blast. Yeah. I was shooting it. I did one round. Yeah, I know I saw you. And I had so much fun. I'm definitely going to be getting one. Yeah. Well, you said you're raring to go out for a turkey, and I'm saying you have to take that thing out because I think that's badass. I think it would be cool to take a turkey with one one day. I, totally I, should. I'm pretty responsible the fact that I know I'm not good enough for the recurve <laughs> to shoot a turkey. You had a couple bullseyes tonight. Yeah. Like 15 yards, I'd feel good. That's a pretty tight target, though. Yeah. It's totally doable. Yeah. I it's think totally it's, different. But it is. Yeah, it's so like, much fun, though. Not that I'd shoot a turkey at, like, 70 yards, but it's like... No. You know, when we're playing at 70 yards, it's like, oh, yeah, no problem. 20 yards with a recurve, I'm like, shit. <laughs> so we'll get, we'll get into it um, and chat about how my weekend went, but yep. just on that note, like... At, at one given time, I wanted to drop a 63-yard bomb on the one Tom because his beard was just – it was like collecting dirt, and I was watching that's it. Awesome. I'm just like, this, that's incredible. But yeah. he was uh, he was fully henned up, and he's yeah. feeding. So That would have been really funny if he yeah. did it. 
on yeah. a like a bow that you know is set for 20 but yeah. the rest isn't set up well that's just it right and i was like shooting in the backyard i know it's not tuned and you know some of you could argue well how could you go not shoot you know go shoot well, a bow you know that's you're not set tuned. up for 20 and that's just it right like i yeah i knew i was getting you know a severe left tear in my um when i was paper tuning in the backyard as soon as i picked it up and you know i i would recommend for nobody to go out and hunt with that unless you can you know, kind of really pick out what what's wrong with the bow and how you could, um, like, where's the the happy medium that you could find that yeah. balance? And you, you're, you know, your shooting distance, if it's like, yeah. you know confidently, it's going to hit 20 yards no matter what. Like, you can, if a bow's not properly tuned, you can make it hit 20 yards no yeah. problem. But, you know, you're, you know, Tom's at 35, you're not going to be like, well, maybe I should try 35 with this bow. Yeah. So, I mean. I took a few backyard pokes for 36 yards, which yeah. is my stretch, and... Yeah, everything was still there. The arrows just weren't flying as yeah. as nice as I would. If I were to drop a sixty yard bomb, I no it, it would not go where I wanted it to go. That's for sure. So <laughs> that's funny. But, um, yeah, there's a few things I want to touch on tonight. I mean, it's been a couple crazy busy weeks mm-hmm. where you know you and I are doing contracting on the side, so it's been a lot of work on the side. Tis the season. Normal jobs throughout the week so we finally had some time tonight to shoot some bows and yeah, eat some awesome meals. Good old days. Yeah best tacos ever on the pit boss with kickaboo season that was awesome that's a good way to do it put them in the skillet mm-hmm. roast or uh, smoke a pepper yeah and uh an onion with yeah. the ground and i, I liked it because you get smoke into the ground meat where yes. most people do like in a pan yeah and i mean it tastes good in a pan sure but like when you have the whole thing smoking it's really good yeah so i, I enjoyed that taco seasoning and kickaboo spice seasoning onion and garlic awesome stuff was freaking awesome and as per usual we just before we get into the paint the cat ladies we smashed our last little bit of hunter's blend mm-hmm. yeah. so uh we're gonna have something cool coming to you guys real soon with uh hunter's blend so be prepared if you're interested in trying hunter's blend this is uh this this should make you want to send us a dm and ask more questions so that's yeah. all i'm gonna say on that but uh great tasting coffee great, great tasting coffee and great backstory go yeah. check out hunter's blend for sure on instagram facebook yeah. and their website yeah so uh all right let's cover your weekend first yeah so um, what'd you do this weekend lots of turkey hunting yeah, you i lots so of <laughs> <laughs> there's there's so much uh like lost sleep <clears throat> so uh, let, let's go right through the beginning i guess so thursday morning opening okay. day Great morning. Uh, weather was perfect. I'd put the birds to bed Thursday or uh, Wednesday evening. Did you tuck them in? I did tuck them in, read a story, nice. had my coffee, you know, <laughs> sang them a little lullaby. So I watched them all go, and opening morning, it was great. We were there. I got lots and lots of video and footage of all the gobbling that took place. Uh, it was total 18 birds that came down. So 18 birds, um, nine of which I would say are the, you know, the, the teenager Jake's to Tom. Um, so, but one thing I was kind of noticing was it was a pretty even number. It was, you know, nine hens, nine males. Interesting. So, and that, th- yeah, that was odd, especially that time in the year, which kind of leads me to believe, you know, as I was thinking back to beginning of April, the turkeys, you know, cause we, I'm just working at a job site on Exeter road right now at the corner there, the turkeys had been strutting full strut since the beginning of April. Right. I feel, I personally feel that we are kind of late to this year. They, they just kind of really got into mating really early this year. 
So, and it, I, I think it was a pretty mild winter, all things considered. It was. And we didn't have that much snow. It wasn't no. that many days. We had those odd cold. days where it was a lot of snow, and that yeah. was it. We yeah. had some odd days where it was super cold, but yeah. I think it was a pretty mild winter. Um, yeah, no, I would say that's great. And that's my conclusion kind of on that. So I think that kind of, you know, explains a little bit of how that morning went. So what had happened was um, I had about six fly down in front of me. Um, a couple had kind of flew down in this ravine area, walked up, two of which were toms. And I said, okay, great. 66 yards, definitely ready. You know, the decoys are out and uh, gobbling was on point. And for some reason they came up to the top of the hill and they just walked the field edge, just kept going. Didn't care about any of my calls after that, threw down a few yelps, like, you know, Hey, get back here. Like I'm over here, you know, look at me over here. Um, and that's what I got out with those Yelps and they just kept going and going and going, walked into another corner of a field and, uh, that was it. That's the last of we seen of them. We are out for three hours and that was it. So that's, uh, how Friday went, um, or sorry, Thursday, Friday morning was just torrential downpour. (laughs) Did not go out then. I stayed in my bed. Um, actually, the Bomars, they just posted a video yeah, on Instagram. In the rain. So good for them. That was crazy. That's basically what we were getting on Friday. Um, so I didn't do that, but went out the Friday evening. There's there's a couple birds in the field. Four toms were kind of at the back of where we had set up at the point, and a couple on the other side of the field. And I was with Steve, uh, S. Grimnick 11, which I've now changed to S. Grimnick 12. Um, just because I want it to be 12, not 11 anymore. So, uh, we were checking those birds out time, maybe the six o'clock, five thirty, six o'clock. And I said, look, like we've got a, an option to cut them off before they get to the roost. They're, you know, just making their way onto the field. So I went to get out of the blind and slowly make my way. We were going to try and crawl across the field. Well, as I started, I just peek around the corner, 80 yards. There's a Tom full strut. He picks me out like nothing. Like yeah. he's like, I don't like whatever that is. Packs up his stuff and yeah, he got out of there. So Saturday, I don't believe I'm uh, Saturday evening. I managed to get out, but it was real late. Birds didn't come out till really, really late. So that was kind of just that night. Heard yep. a few good gobbles going out. Sunday was pretty busy. So Sunday night, that was a great night. A lot of birds got out into the field. So yep. how this all went down was kind of in dinner time i didn't hear anything got a little later in the night and i suddenly hear a gobble i'm like just perfect one. just one okay just one and i'm like okay that's great so i do a little bit of sequence calling and what i'll do is start out with a few soft yelps yep let them know i'm here but you know nothing much going on you know i'm content get into a couple clucks purrs and a little bit of sequencing back and forth a little time delay and yeah. you know kind of vary that then i start getting into the heavy yelp like hello yeah. i'm over here <laughs> yeah. yeah and that's when they hit the gobble which was great now and was this gobble closer or further from when you first heard it um it was i would say the first one was probably about 200 yards it okay. was definitely in the field behind me um, on another property. Right. And I'd heard, this is where it happened on the Saturday evening. Same thing. I'm like, okay, they're, they're a few hundred yards away, way too late to get them in. Well, I had time Sunday night and finally it got into definitely under a hundred yards and it now it's loud. Right. So okay. I got on the Yelps quite a bit more and then I could hear some more purring and I'm like, well, I'm, I'm yelping. I'm not purring. Mm-hmm. Something's real close. Well, I can hear, you know, 
a little bit. It was really soft and, you know, mushy, swampy right. where I was um, set up. So I kind of just peeked my head out the blind. There's a hen right behind me. Nice. Like I could have right, reached out and grabbed her by the throat. <laughs> and uh, so the, then I heard real close. It was like, holy shit, like there's a gobble. It was so loud behind the ear. I'm like, he's got to be right beside her. Didn't peek out because I, I didn't want to spook nothing. I'm like, just sit still, whatever. I can't shoot it if it's behind me anyway. Mm-hmm. Let them come out in front of me. Nothing came out. And I'm like, oh, man, she's not coming. She's on the other part of the property. Right. She circles around, comes where there's a hole in the fence, through the hole, and into the field. I'm like, perfect. perfect. She goes right. per. Her, I was not. Because she was perfect. I, I, at that time, I shut up. And it is really good for, you know, people that are like, well, I tried calling and calling. It's, sometimes your best tactic yeah. is to shut up and just not well, it's just like do anything. calling, right? Like, it is. You can overcall. Yeah, absolutely, you can. You can annoy them. They can be like, you know, what is that? That's that's weird. It's annoying. Yeah. And your calls don't always have to be on point. Like, it doesn't have to sound exactly like a turkey. Yeah. It's the tones. No. It's the tones of it. Yelp, 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 right? Like, it's yeah. getting out to them to say... Oh, I know the tone. Yeah. Now they're interested. Yeah. It's like, uh, I always think of it as like, you know, you're meeting a girl at a bar. And so you, you, this girl. This could go one of two ways. So I'm definitely interested. <laughs> well, like you meet this girl and imagine this girl's just sitting this there going, This happened hi, to you hi, last hi, weekend? Hi, 100%. <laughs> happened to a friend of a friend of a friend. And she goes, hi, 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 hi. You're going to get annoyed and be like, okay, I'm not talking yeah. to her anymore. No, that's a, that's a good example. That's a perfect way to put that. It's a PG example. That I, didn't think that's good. Going. No, I did not. I definitely was expecting <laughs> R-rated. No. So they, uh, I had, after that hen had walked through the decoys, my spread there and, uh, my spread, it was a, it was a half strut Jake and two hens. Um, none of them were heat, uh, feeders. Yep. And she walked right through. I put the Tom at 15 yards. I put the two. Wait, the Jake. Yeah, sorry, the Jake at 15 yards and the two hens at about 25. Just kind of space it out as if the, you know, the Jake was just coming from the field edge or the bush. Um, She walked right through. She was feeding, doing her thing. And out comes this huge Tom. Right. And I feel like he's the one I seen Saturday really late as I was packing up. The beard dragger. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, man, he came out at 62 yards at the bush. And right at the line there. And I was just like, oh, I got to get him in. He's not coming. He comes down to, I think it was 52 yards was the closest. Right. Then he's seen two more hens come out of the bush. He followed along those hens, went to about 100 100 or so yards, started feeding, and that was that. Which is interesting because I've actually never had success um, in a cornfield. Okay. And this is where this all went down was a cornfield, which was really cool. Cut corn. Right. But it's always, you know, it's always grass. I'd be really it's always you had success in like a six foot or seven foot height. That would be incredible. Uncut. <laughs> would you be more impressed that I could get a turkey or how many stalks I could take down with a with an arrow? Well, I think I'd be more impressed. Yeah, just no. I'm going to be honest. More impressed with the shot of turkey through that. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's That's cool. I can see that. I'd be impressed if I could take a few stalks. I'd be kind of scared too. Yeah? Yeah. That's pretty horrifying shit. <laughs> Anyway, sorry. So the uh, then after the, he was out in the field, I'm like, okay, well, we'll uh, wait for a couple more bursts to come out because I could hear the go- gobbling was just getting crazy. I'm like, this is awesome. This is getting real heated. Um, so it was just at this point, there's three hens in the field, one tom in the field, and all of a sudden, one gobbler comes out, two more gobblers come out. They come out of the bush line at 45 yards, full strut, just hammering. And it was funny because they kind of all looked like twins. They were just red as could be, got into full strut. They started barking at each other and <laughs> fighting each other. 
And I was like, man, these guys got to be brothers or like triplets or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then, uh, so they started working the way over. They got down to 40 yards and I'm like, okay. I'm like, they're just sitting there strutting, strutting, strutting. I was like, well, I'm not going to call. They're right in where I need them to be. Just, I need them closer now. Right. Like right. they're, they're definitely into the game. Close what's going on? Yeah. And, uh, they, they wouldn't do it. So I was like, you know what? Crank the dial to 40. <laughs> and I was like, Mm, nope they started going and they're taking off i'm like no 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 don't do that come on come <laughs> back so they get out to 60 yards and i'm like well my dial's at 40 i'm like i put it to 60 and i was like nope i know how this was shooting it's not where i want it to be toned her right back to 20 i'm like just leave it i'm like let's let's try a few scenarios here so picked up the uh slate call and got on that and I just threw down one real hammer hard yelp. Yeah. Like, like loud an angry and angry. Like, look, dude, I'm over here ready to mate. I'm In throwing myself at you. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Don't the three of them turn around, go down strut, head up, like almost looking like the funky chicken. Yeah. And they all just, <laughs> and they just take off, right? They do like that like turkey you. run. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Right towards me. And their beards are flopping around doing their funny little waddle. That's awesome. Beelining it. So they get into 35 yards. I'm like, sweet, right where I need them to be. I'm like, well, whatever. Let's see if, let, you know, let's let them get to the, um, my decoy. Yeah. Well, the one that I ended up harvesting was, uh, he went into the decoy and he was a foot from it. He wanted to do some damage to that thing. And, to uh, the hen or to the jig? To the jig. Okay. Yeah. 22 yards. I was like, nope, that's it. Let an arrow fly, smoked them. Um, it was a good shot. I grabbed a lung for sure. And I split his chest bone Right. with, uh, I had the, the rage on cause I was actually going to go for a head lop, but just based on how my bow was shooting that day, um, I, I decided to op against that. Yep. I think that was the best decision. And, uh, so th it worked out like it dropped him. He was kind of down for a while at the time. Those other two birds, they were at 30 yards. They didn't really want to come any closer. So that's why I didn't let that Tom go after the decoy because I'm like, well, maybe he turns around and runs off. Right. I was like, this is a perfect shot. I'm going to hammer it. And so the other birds, then they decide to come in. Well, they come in because now my Tom's flocking around <laughs> and I don't know what they thought, but like, yeah. you know, kind of what's One of going the on. Being weak. Let's yeah. Beat him up. So, and then mine just kind of drops. Yeah. He's still in fan, but he just drops and he's like kind of, you know, flop, his head's flopping around and the other two Toms come in, start beating him up. Okay. It's like a, a circle beat. The poor guy's already down for the count <laughs> and he's getting circle beat. And then, uh, he gets up, mine gets up and he starts running away. I'm like, no, 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 no. What the heck is that? <laughs> right? Like he's, he's going, he's moving. I just put like a 2.3 inch, you know, razor blade through him and the guy's yeah. still running away. Grabbed another arrow, knocked that 33 yards, boom, another arrow. Yeah. Dropped him and that's it. Now he, I can see the fan just melt, right? right? And I was like, okay, great. He's done. No problem. Well, those, those Toms, they don't leave. The other two, <laughs> they don't leave at all. The other ones are still off in the distance feeding. And uh, so after, you know, it came down to it and I'm like, well, I don't really want to spook them in case I come back out here for my second tag. But I said, forget it. You know, time of day. I'm like, let's get my stuff together. So I start making a couple coyote howls yeah. they were like kind of okay i don't like that i unzipped the tent and i just you know i ran out there real fast so i wasn't you know creeping taking my time ran out there real fast hopefully they don't really like what the hell was that <laughs> and they just took off um well my bird decides to get up again 
and this is just like unbelievable. And this is where it's gonna no, get. No, he's dead for sure, dude. This is where it's gonna get gruesome. So I'm like, well, I'm not gonna fling another arrow at him, like another you know fifteen twenty dollar shot. Yeah. And you know I'm kind of chasing after him while he drops, and then he's kind of flopping around still. Well, I go to you know stomp on his noggin. Well, the ground's so soft, it just pushes his noggin in the ground, oh the ground some more. <laughs> it didn't do anything. I was like, oh, man, I, this I is am like so what, sorry. This is like what PETA dreams of <laughs> like, This it is was, the stuff that they love. You know what? And we've always talked about, I'm not afraid to say really whatever. Like, this is yeah. just kind of the it way happens, it went, man. right? And finally, I, I took one of the arrows that I fired, and I just, you know, kind of put it through just under the skull. Yep. And that was it. He was, uh, I think it was on a lot of reflex that was going on within the body. Yep. It was definitely slow, but I, uh, it, it was great. Like I was super happy to get one with the, I, with the bow. I just c- couldn't believe that two broadheads. Yeah. Like they just didn't. Bastards. Yeah, man. And so I think, you know, now that I know that, I think the only way to go about the bow is the decap. I don't think it's totally great. Like my arrow went through. Yeah. And it just didn't put him to sleep forever. So yeah. Well, like um, I I've I've seen deer been shot with arrows that yeah. goes right through the lung and you know, no animal wants to die. So no. They're resilient little things, man. But yeah. it happens. It, it does and you know, that's honestly that's that's how it went down. So it was yeah. interesting to say the least. It was a lot of fun. And yeah, I got my other tag that's and awesome, I'm ready to man. go back out. Oh, that's awesome. Super excited. I was pretty stoked when he sent me the picture. I was busy uh, building the bathroom and phone was dead, so I charged it up and sure as shit, I had a photo of a Tom. I was like, nice. I was so stoked, too. Yeah. I was like, that's awesome. I was, I was really happy. Yeah. It was a bow bird, great, beautiful fan. Nothing wrecked on him. You know, no, I, got some, I got some fans down here looking at them right now. Some of them have a lot of character. You yeah, know, the white and the fan. This guy's roughed up. Yeah, that one is one of my favorites. Yeah. Huge paintbrush beard little bit of white in the, in the dead fan. center of the fan. Yeah, like, I that's like cool. That. And then the other ones, you know, not bad, but that was young. He was uh, my second bird ever. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so this one's just, it's a great piece. Yeah. Nine and three-quarter beard. And uh, he only had one spur. Yeah, that but, was cool. That was interesting. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, I hope it... Hope it wasn't he just fell out of the tree or something stupid and he was, you know, roughhousing and Probably got in a fight. Him, but it was, uh, yeah, it's a cool one-inch spur, so... Yeah. He's, he'll be going on the wall. He was put into the freezer and he's ready for a good cooking. Right on. I, uh, it was, it's, it's cool to get those messages. Like, you know, my buddy, Corey McKenzie, they both, they got a double header opening morning for the blind. Yeah. And then, you know, a few days later you got one. So it's, it's super cool. And, uh, buddy I work with John, his buddy got one opening morning too. So it's good to see a lot of turkeys are hitting the ground this time of year. Oh yeah. So I, I've, been, I've been pretty excited and pretty happy about it. Hopefully, You're up next, my man. You are up next. Hey, hopefully I can get out one of these days. Yeah. It's, I think I'm pretty busy during the week this week. But Yeah, yeah. No, we're going to make it happen. We'll get out oh, yeah. there. We need another I one. I want to. I yeah. want to so bad, man. So anyways, yeah, I was pretty excited about that. One thing that really made me laugh was uh, the photo you sent me. First of all, I want to say like for a self-photography photo, it was very well done. Thank you. Now... When you sent me the photo, I looked at the face paint and I started laughing because in my head I was like, "It looks like there's an octopus sitting on your head. <laughs> like it looks like there's an octopus." I know where this is going. So, this anyways, awesome. one of the face, one of the Instagram comments was, you know, it got quite a few amount of likes on that photo, which is well deserved. But I was dying laughing because someone who listens to the podcast commented and was like, uh, 
it was something along the lines of like, it looks like there's an octopus on your face. And I was literally just howling in my truck. <laughs> I was sitting there at work in my truck, just cry laughing at that comment because I was like, I thought the exact same thing. See, so Kip Campbell, uh, Red Arrow TV, he does some serious face paint. I don't know if it's his wife or his daughters that do it for him, but he is, he's got some cool designs. So I'm like, I'm doing my own signature thing. Did you and mean to do an octopus? No, I was just, it looks like an I was at the side of the truck, you know, doing one of these. And then just, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Scribble all over my face. And then everyone's <laughs> saying like, wow, you know, your makeup looks real good. And I'm like, well, if one, it's not makeup, it's face paint. It's and war paint. two, thank you. It's war paint, bro. Not makeup. <laughs> yeah. So that's Ooh. so funny that you think that, but, uh, hey, I'm not kidding, man. It looks like tentacles all over your face. Like perfect symmetrical tentacles. Well, like it's not really, you know, I, I could do that for you if you want to go out and you want the octopus design. That's no problem. Uh, no, no. But I'm it's doing... not like for everybody. No, I don't think I could rock the octopus the way no. my facial structure is built. No way. Uh, no, I think I'm more of like a... Uh, the blend was great, A jaguar. Like a, a jaguar. jaguar. Yeah, a jaguar. Just dots. Dots. <laughs> dots and we'll give you a white nose. <laughs> That'll be your camo paint. <laughs> can you imagine? Oh, man. Oh, so, so, no, that is, that's, that's hilarious. That's I, good... I completely forgot about that comment. That's a good weekend, man. It was uh, great, and I'm super excited to get out there with you and definitely put some yeah. words down. No, I'm excited. You uh, you got to try out a new blind too, didn't you? I did. Yeah, I had uh, one of Altan Safe's blinds out there. Yeah. Um, Which we've talked about being a Canadian company from mm-hmm. Ontario, actually. Yeah. So we've got lots of their products now, and I've I've used their newest kind of fence. It's like a three quarter covered, and then the top is like the Primos, like see see through. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the you know the side that the animals would see visible yeah um, it, it's see. camo they can't right. see they through. can't see through yeah yeah so um that one that one's really cool and yeah this one was just i've used two different ones now one's kind of a 3d uh it's got like the leaves on it and everything yeah. and it's actually like a bale blind so it's it's this one that you kind of fold down and then you could i was showing steve this you could literally throw, throw it, it yeah. and it just goes it's like spring loaded yeah yep. spring loaded and it's got all the leaves on it and it sets up in two seconds the other one was just a regular push out walls and ceiling blind yeah. so yeah oh, um, that's cool oh, i'm excited for that yeah uh one of the things that you know tonight to kind of go off topic a bit is i brought a few years ago i was working on one of the, a project out in chatham ontario mm-hmm. so i was out there for about a year and got it you know you know people on your site after a while so i was talking to a guy who used to do photography for a very, very well-recognized huge company, Yeah. which I don't know if I should say or not because I don't know what he'd think. But yep. anyways, he used to work for a huge photography company for wildlife and uh, we started talking about animals because, you know, I love hunting. And uh, eventually he gave me a bunch of prints and they were like, you know, bears, moose, elk, all these different photos they took across North America. So today I actually brought Cam some uh, really nice photos from him. Yeah, I can't wait to some, get those on the wall. Yeah, some bears... Gave you two black bear photos and an elk photo that he took. So, no, definitely have to shoot him a message and say thanks for sure. It's awesome. Just it's super cool quality, man. Like, I I don't think I could take a photo that good, and it's unedited raw photography, and that's where skill shows. So, I I love that kind of stuff. So, I thought I thought you'd appreciate that little thing. I I totally did, and I can't wait to get those up on the uh, on the wall. wall. Yeah, yeah, the words wall. (laughs) <laughs> the words bird um so i think we had a couple questions here now i'm struggling to find them but i have one that i wanted it was a good question yeah um how about her hey guys i have a question as i am new to turkey hunting who's this from this is from uh dan Kokel, okay. maybe or 
Dan K O K O L on Instagram. Um, what type of habitat should I be looking for while scouting? I have scouted for and found turkeys on public lands where there are fields with hardwoods and forests near. Is there anything else I should be looking for? Um, I guess I can, I can definitely speak on the field style of hunting to that, Dan. Um, because I've done mostly field hunting, not really the, you know, the run into the bush, find the gobbles and sit behind a tree. Mm -hmm. It's just because here in, and I, I'm not too sure where this guy's from, but like Southwestern Ontario, Southeastern Ontario, I've or Southwestern for sure. Find a lot of the birds migrate to the fields and do all their business out in the fields, feeding early morning, strutting early morning, and then they take off into the bush throughout the day. Um, so I, I, that's kind of how I would be looking for, I would be looking for, um, some new greenery that's coming up for the spring in, uh, large fields. Um, and I would be looking for cut bean fields and I mean, obviously corn fields worked great. So and my favorite thing of all that is pine trees. Yep. Pine trees are my absolute number one to look for. I find that most, I would say 80% of the turkeys, I ever see come from roosts up in pine trees. So that's, uh, that's my number one. Uh, but it sounds like you're looking for everything, you know, right on par, uh, public land. That's, I've never done a public land hunt for turkeys, so I, I can't speak much on that, but you're probably going to have a lot more people, you know, out there kind of doing the same thing. But one thing I could say is go in there, get set up, uh, maybe just keep walking, throw down a couple, you know, soft yelps, some clucks, and nothing too extensive first thing in the morning before fly down. And the minute you hear a gobble, walk towards it. You know, find a spot as you kind of approach 100 to the 50-yard line. Find a nice tree. Sit against it. Wait. You'll you'll definitely hear them fly down. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's like loud. Thun it's like thunder, man. It is. Throw down a couple more calls and see if you can get one to walk by. Odds are pretty good. Turkeys are very, very responsive. Yeah, especially early in the season. Absolutely, yeah. In the uh, yeah, the late season it definitely, you know, they get smart. Yeah, it's like anything. Oh yeah. But uh, it sounds to me, my man, like you're doing all the right things. Yeah. Uh, the next one I got from Instagram is from Timo, <coughs> Timo underscore Leonard. Yep. Uh, blind tips. Blind. Blah, let's try that again, boys and girls. Number two. Blind setup tips. Blind so I, I got something tips. to add to this because it's interesting to me. Okay. I've heard that you want it. Uh, you want it up prior to going out so they get used to it in the field or bush. But I've also heard the opposite, and I've done the opposite and set up 30 yards from a tree line in a bean stubble field next to a winter wheat field with decoys in the beans and wheat. And he's killed a nice tom that way. So, yeah, there's like two main approaches to doing blinds. Yeah. Either you want them up early, mm -hmm. and because your reason is that, you know, the turkeys will walk by, they'll get used to it. It just becomes part of the brush to them. Yeah. So when you're in it, they don't really care. They can't yeah. see you. The other way is, like he said, is some people literally set up in the middle of the field. <clears throat> and now, what's really interesting is we know people, because I've always been the hidden in a brush line. I've always been that approach for you know for deer and for turkey or for whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think it's interesting that people get away with, you know, they'll put a blind, a square blind in the middle of a field, and it's not shrubbed in or anything. Mm -hmm. It's... You know, it's a square freaking building in the middle of the field. Yeah. And turkeys will come to it and they don't care. So that was my opening morning this year. And that's exactly right. Every year I've done the same thing. I've had a turkey fence that's adjustable in height, 
bunkered up against a tree, sat there, and I've harvested many birds. I This year, I decided to put up the bale blind right in the middle of the field. I was smack dab in the middle of the field. Yeah. Turkeys flew down. They came to 60 yards, and then they all just decided to go one area. They were strutting, you know, 100 yards from me, and then that was it. It definitely works. It's my favorite to be on a line to have some sort of coverage with that blind. I just feel weird setting up in the middle of the totally. field. Totally, but it, and I've it, seen more photos already this season of people yeah. doing that. We know guys we shot archery with yeah. during the indoor league. They'd set up a blind in the middle of a field and get away with it. Yeah, Vital Crave guys definitely have done that a time or yeah. two. It's, it's really interesting because you, you I think never s- with how good turkeys' eyesights are, because they're kind of known for their eyesights. Like yeah. No one goes, you know, turkeys can smell really well. Yeah. Obviously they can't. Yeah, scent control is super important with turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of... Uh, Devin Starr. Yeah, running. great amazing um but yeah like it, it's interesting to me that because you think with all their great eyes say they'd see this random building in the middle of the field and be like bruh yeah like, i'm come not on. going near didn't that. even try but like they're like oh shit yeah no there's a you know obviously i don't know it's a decoy but oh look there's a hen yeah oh there's jake i should probably go over there mm-hmm. like what yeah no it's you it it's kind of worked this year for me not really i like i didn't brush mine in by any means mm-hmm. i put it uh, well, if you guys can see it in the one photo on Instagram there. It's it, on a brush line. Yeah, like it's, you know, it's just there. It's on the edge of a grass field. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. It, and it got a bird. The birds were right around it. Hens were right around it. Um, one thing I do think that's important if you are going to do, you know, because I kind of like, I kind of like being posted up against a tree better. Mm-hmm. I feel like you can camouflage into that better. Because what I think people kind of seem to forget or not really think about, I should say, uh, for better words is they'll wear words. <laughs> they'll wear camo in a black tent right right you should you you kind of would stand out right if i looked mm-hmm. over and i seen like some green and some you know like what is that thing yeah, in there you want to wear black and black 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 yeah and that's what i went and with and it's great the windows behind you should be closed closed yes that's one because thing if you look in why you can see the silhouette of yourself moving. yeah if you have open absolutely no that's that's very important and uh spread spread is another one now w- one thing i learned about spreads this year or i heard about spreads this year and this comes from kenzie when they got the double up this uh past weekend mm-hmm. is they always have their jakes facing their hens as if the jakes are following that hen. and i do the same i thought that was interesting yep why I do the same because yes, I want there to be one bird that's focused in on the hens and to be pissed, pissed, yeah. pissed the rest of the toms or male birds off. Yeah. Make Absolutely. it look like that Jake is going after that hen. Um, what I tend to do is if I know there's a beer or a, a field with birds, there's you know large sums of birds. The more decoys I'll put out. The less birds I know are around, the less decoys I put out. And I kind of use that to, you know, that's comfort to them. That's the norm. If there's if there's only 10 birds in the whole, you know, say 500 acre parcel, you're not going to put out 10 decoys or, you know, or sorry, five decoys. Right. That's just too many. Right. Um, in my opinion, uh, maybe it's been have, done and maybe it. Have works, you ever but... seen the meme of uh, when a duck hunter goes turkey hunting? No. It's like when a duck hunter goes turkey hunting, this guy's sitting there and it's like, seven jakes like 20 heads like <laughs> seven tobs and that's it's like amazing. i think we need more decoys bro i was laughing so hard that's so you yeah, so that's funny. amazing yeah but uh yeah man that's good that's awesome you got a tom i'm really happy that you got one early this year i know last year was a struggle for us both so yeah we definitely put in the time to you know try and get other people birds and it was very close opening day this year but it, i made sure 
I was persistent on getting a bird early so that, yeah, anybody else that, you know, wants to get a bird that I have never seen get a bird, that's, that's, I want to see someone have that experience because yeah. it's, it's unreal. It, it's, it's just like me and Goose Honey, man. Like, I love taking new people out. Absolutely. I call you up all the time. I'm like, yeah. dude, I'm just itching to go. Let's go. Yeah. And you're like, all right, got a field. I suck at turkey hunting. <laughs> hey, I'm pretty good at goose hunting. I suck at I, turkey yeah, hunting. No, that's that's cool. It's not because of my marksmanship. I just can't get them close enough. Oh, no, your marksmanship is on point. <laughs> I'm not worried about that. No. You know, if I missed in front of you, I'd just cry. That'd be so <laughs> Well, I'd never let it down. No, I know you wouldn't. So our whole goal, really, with this episode was... We're, we're just trying to do like a middle kind of report. I know it's really early in the season, um, like I said in my story yesterday, but I I think it's just, you know, kind of good to get out there what's worked. Yep. Um, you guys have all the info on how my hunt went down and what works for me. And, you know, we'd be really happy to hear from other people what has worked for them. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know, there's a few people asking things, but I, I'm definitely up for someone to say, you know, that doesn't work. They, I, I have no problem yeah. talking, arguing that. Um, well, it worked for it's you. Always I mean, good. Like, it's not like what we say here is the gospel. Or, Absolutely not. You know, no. like, it's not like this worked for us this one time. It's got to work every time. Yeah. So, and I mean, like, I compare it a lot to how a lot of people set up their goose spreads where they'll set up a U or an L shape all mm-hmm. season and never change it. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, some people get so focused on the habit or a tactic that think that's the only thing that works. So, you know, if you've never done what you just did, mm-hmm. then maybe, you know, whoever listening, try it out what Cam just did. Yeah, absolutely. And if you've done that, it didn't work. Well then, all right, maybe try Let it again. Let what you don't do. Don't try it. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, it's awesome to work for you and it worked pretty damn well. Mm-hmm aggressive calling worked for you early it did yeah i i wanted to play around with it and it, it's so early to me i'm not i i'm always looking to where i can improve and if it means i have to fail to improve then yeah that's fine oh, no. then i know they call it hunting not killing for a reason exactly right, right. So another cool thing that we did get by the way we picked up i am the, putting those pictures on instagram tonight perfect got the carry on carry on with five it. point game cameras <laughs> yeah uh, i got mine set up the link micro link micros that's it yeah. i always want to call them the link mini but they are just mini they're like the size of your cell phone yeah for sure they're so yeah. small yeah. so um, if anyone knows spy point the link series is their cellular cameras mm-hmm. so the micro is the new one that we saw at the ata show this january and it's awesome yep so i have mine set up already i've been receiving pictures of does uh how do you have your set like what's your settings like so I have it quality wise the highest setting. I have it set so it sends me pictures six times a day. Yeah. And that I, I could I do have the option obviously to set it instantly. So like if somebody walks by at that exact second I get it. Mm-hmm. But the problem is they don't recommend it on twelve on the double uh, A batteries. Yeah. Because you go through a lot of batteries. Yeah, they say to put it on like a of the twelve volt. Yeah, solar twelve volt. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, I don't have that. I just have the. I just run it off AA batteries. So, it, yeah, six times a day. I forget when the first. I think the first transmission's at seven a.m. for me. I could change it during hunting season, but right now it's fine. So it just sends photos right to my phone. They have an app. You don't have to check the app all the time. It's like a getting a text message, right? Like a notification pops up. You open it, boom. You can access your photos. And it's cool because now they have. I forget what they call it, but you know the the filter technology they have. Yeah. So. Through all the photos it's ever taken, I could just click. Oh, show me the bucks. Mm-hmm. I click that. It'll only show me pictures of deer with antlers. Mm-hmm. Click the does. It'll only show me picture of deer with uh, without, without antlers. Yeah. 
And there's also turkey setting, which will only show you turkey photos. I think that's amazing. Yeah, they have that technology. Now. And it's just in, it's an unbelievable price. Like you can two oh nine. Yeah, you cannot get these. Like they're they're um, they're amazing cameras. Yeah. I can't say enough. The I'm so link, happy with the quality. Too. The old link ones were like four hundred bucks. At least I think they were four ninety nine. Yeah, I think their cheapest one was like four hundred before that. Before this one, I should say. Now they're yeah. two hundred bucks. A good trail camera, like my standard trail cameras that I have, were like one seventy ish. Yeah, they're decent, sure, but for thirty to forty dollars extra, I can get a cell camera. Actually, on a blowout deal, there's um, one of the older spy points mm-hmm. at Antler River right now, a buck twenty nine. Yeah, for a wicked, I think it's like a twenty something megapixel spy point camera. Yeah. Yeah, it's really nice. And it's, it's not cellular, but I mean, no. for a buck twenty nine, what the hell? Yeah, go in there, grab that if anyone's yeah. interested. Uh, well, we did bring up cameras, which led to Antler River. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the date about Botech? May fourteenth. Yeah, very special announcement. That's gonna be awesome. Uh, Marcello, uh, myself, James, obviously Chris, and Steve Morton, who's actually our pretty well, I think Ontario for the most part, certainly yeah. southwestern Botech. Ontario. Yeah. Botech and Excalibur rep. Uh, he's coming down with some awesome bows, mm-hmm. the New Reckoning. Uh, the New Reckoning will also be at Antler River Archery this week. And Steve's going to be bringing down a few of Botech's other bows that maybe Antler sold out of or um, ones that we've, you know, just haven't carried anymore. He's going to be bringing that. And we're going to be shooting bows, you know, all afternoon, Shoot all evening. Shoot bows. It, absolutely. Just uh, seeing what Botech has to offer. Botech has really uh, made a kind of a not really a comeback because they were they were always really good but they seem to have this reputation of blow tech <laughs> um yeah you know they've they had a, they had a bad problem with they did have a bad point. run for a little while and i think it was early early 2000s but they have come a very long way they are shooting some of the most adjustable bows i think on the market um it's my second favorite bow brand man. yeah i you know what I mean? Like I, I Point. love my bow, and I'm definitely going to be getting another one. It's going to be my target bow, obviously. Point for life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're, you're <laughs> Sorry, a brand Um, but they're, they're great. They're great bows. So if you're interested in coming down to check out some new bows, or if you're in the market and you're just getting into archery, Steve will be there to talk and answer all your questions. Uh, he might even come down with some of the black gold products as well as the tight spot quivers. If you're in the market for some new products, that'll be a cool day, May 14th. Um, that'll all be going down at Antler River Archery in Delaware, Ontario. Yeah, right on Gideon, right around, yep. right on the back. Stupid easy to find. Yeah, you cannot miss it. Come on down, check that out. Would love to uh, hang out with people, and you know, some of our listeners have even gone into Antler and purchased bows, which is really awesome. Uh, We thank you guys. James is very happy to see more and more people come, and everyone always has something good to say about it. So definitely appreciate all you guys coming in for that. Yeah, and I, I think whoever we get to go there, it's not like you know, obviously we don't make commission on whatever James Mm -hmm. sells, but at the same time. They're not disappointed with their service. James gives an no, awesome absolutely. service. Really knowledgeable staff there and great products. So, yep. I mean, I, it's a win-win-win. Mark your calendars for uh, May 14th. May 14th, the best bows in the world are going to be there. It's going to be a demo. Day. I know. The Hoyts are right there. <laughs> the Hoyts are right beside the Bowtex. Yeah. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah. You walked into that one, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. It's a Tuesday night. We both got work in the morning. Yep. 
Uh, is there anything else you want to add, Cam? No, Cam this is uh, this has been great. I I love giving these little updates, yeah. and uh, we're gonna do something really cool at the end of turkey season. So I think I may have mentioned that last time, but it's gonna be coming. It's gonna be is that the 10k. Uh, what's that? Is that the 10k? Nope, no, okay. that is not gonna be the 10k giveaway. Uh, just a just a cool podcast at the end of the season. So oh, I know what you're talking about. But actually, right in uh, I guess I mean we are approaching May. Uh, we got two and a half weeks till we head up to bear camp. Yeah, we uh, I got something else to add after that. But yeah, we are getting ready for bear camp, and that'll be we're going May two four weekend. Yeah, up to well, let's say a six hour drive from London. Mm-hmm. That puts us safely where we want to be and. Kind of going on a whim again. Uh, we're going to get an extra day in there. And, you know, well, it's a, it's, t- it's tough with jobs and all the hunting yeah. species we do, right? Like, if we never took time off for turkey, waterfowl, moose, bear, bear, deer, deer everything. then, you know, we'd probably be able to go out for bear for a week and a half, mm-hmm. sure. But I don't want to sacrifice all those other opportunities. Yeah, no, we, we, we definitely always find the happy mediums that we can at least experience all of it. And yeah. We're, we're we're there. We do all the right things for the most part. So. Yeah. It's extreme camping. It's pretty yes. awesome. What I am excited, though, is you can potentially go up this year a week prior and get a bait station going. Yes. What that I'm more excited goal. about is I'm going to give you my camera as well as your camera and set that up a week before we get there. Yes, that would be incredible. That would be awesome. Yeah, grab some footage, see what what else is out there. And we can now do that because yep. we got the new spy points. Yep. So. Um, and then what I wanted to add about hunting – well, I guess we always talk hunting, but what I wanted to add to was we just finished our moose camp, entered the draw. Mm-hmm. So we were all into the draw now. We got three pool ones this year, which of course means we're guaranteed cow tag again for archery, and hopefully we get a bull tag. Hopefully we get a bull tag, yep. Yeah, if you're going moose hunting, um, don't forget to get it in. Draws are open now, so... August 1st, we figure out what we drew, which mm-hmm. sucks because it's months so away. So long away. So long away. So they, they should do that in, like, July, really, because the wait, like, you've got only got, like, especially a, two for months. Bow or, yeah, two months. Yeah, especially for, if for you're rifle hunting. hunting in, what is it, October? I think Moose, Octo- Moose yeah, in October. October 5th. Like the early season. Most, most WMEs. Yeah, like, the early, the early. If you go the first week of rifle, like, okay, that's fine. I get it. But if you go the first re- week of archery for moose and you get you draw in August, it kind of sucks that it's like a month and a half from mm-hmm. when you have to go. Yeah. Now I I get like you're probably gonna be fully packed, fully yeah. Like know what you're bringing before that, but I just like to know. Well, life happens, so really, yeah, you know, anything yeah. can come up in that little time frame. Yeah, and I know I know some groups that they'll draw a cow tag and be like, nope, I don't want to go. Yeah. Only go if I get a bull tag. Yeah. I, I'm not like that. I don't really care. Yeah. But I mean, it is cooler when you get a bull tag. It definitely. I uh, I got my fingers crossed. Got my toes crossed. That's weird. That's <laughs> weird that you can do that. Uh, yeah. So thank you everybody for joining in for this week's um, mid-season turkey report slash early season, and we will see you guys next week for another awesome podcast. Cheers. <laughs>